Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. That is a pretty fun one. I gotta go down. Oh, so I saw this video, and it was this this uh, this Chinese woman, and she like heard, you know, like all the DIYs where it's like, why the hell did you do that type stuff? Where it's like, you made a thing, like life hack type stuff. That's like her hobby or something. And so she made like this weird thing that's like, it's a machine and you sit on it and it just tickles your feet for you. Like you, you have to like row it and then it just comes up and it like tickles you the bottom of your feet. And there's just a video of her sitting there uncomfortably getting tickled. Is this some fetish thing? <laughs> no, it was a documentary. <laughs> Is that in quotes? No. Well, I mean, it was like an internet documentary, so kind of. That's wild. But yeah, it's just foot tickler. I mean, that's, that's definitely a fetish thing. It's not completely useless, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> if you ever want to get your feet tickled? No. Okay. We need to we need to What's uh Speaking of being speaking of being tickled, you know what else tickles me? <laughs> gay tails. <gasps> are those tails that are gay? Well, they're not Some gay not, tails. I, I can't believe that you would think that these tails are not gay. These are tails that <laughs> there are is so no gay, gay shit gay included. Whoa. No, actually, as of last time, there was gay shit. There included. is there, gay. But no, see, later it was, there's actually gay shit included. There's actually so, gay If you included. think there's gay stuff, then here your perverted dumbass gay tails. Whoa. Whoa. So, yeah, so. Da dun da dun da dun gay tales. Um so that's a great intro. Just I think that's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> Gay Tales, whoa. <laughs> but so oh uh, yes, we're back with Gay Tales again. It's been a long time since we've had our gay tales experts Connor and Thomas in the same room here. Been too long. I I, I would say so. It's been too long because how how long has it been since we've heard from Gaitles, I mean, I think for the the listeners, going to be a few, three or four months. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be a while. Really, I mean, this is this is the epitome of a cliffhanger. Right? No, right? For us, it's just been about you know a whole twenty minutes, and <laughs> the reason it's been so long for you is because we hate you. We wanted you and to wait. We wanted you to wait because you know we know you're a little a little dog that will wait. <laughs> you preferred a dumbass <laughs> preferred a dumbass waiting for the gay shit to happen uh, but yeah so let's do a quick recap of the first four parts of uh, Gay Tales I, wait a second I think it's a good idea to tell like which of our listeners are gay because those are the ones who message about when's part when's the next part <laughs> I want to hear more gay tales and we're like huh eh. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. No, it's a good way to tell like which of our listeners are gay, you know, because we left them on such a cl- cliffhanger. And they're like, when the gay shit started. Yeah, they're like, when's You can the enjoy the story without being gay. This is a story for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with Thomas on this one. What the hell? It's a story for everybody, dude. <laughs> pigeonhole our audience. <laughs> are you applying only homosexuals who like this story? That's fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, shit. Maybe, maybe a correlation. I don't know. Correlation does not equal causation. Well, so what are you saying about yourself there, Connor? <laughs> right. You enjoy the story quite a bit. Yep. You're very flustered all the time when we listen to this. I think I think Connor might be coming out of the closet on, on the podcast. <laughs> all right. Right well, here, right him. now. Listen, 
you guys, this is n- n- neither here nor there. We should just get into some gay tales, okay? <laughs> uh, what, what a bitch. Uh, Come out. So, <laughs> let's do a quick summary and help me, guys. That's the sound it- of a supportive ally. <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, I'll, I'll put that sign outside of the Gay Straight Alliance at my local high school. <laughs> Come out, you movie. pussy. Come out. Come out and fight me. <laughs> Come fight, bitch. <laughs> Uh, so, um, let's do a quick recap of gay tales. So we got friends. Uh, we were all perverted dumbasses at first because we thought there was gay shit happening, but there was no gay shit happening. They were just friends. It was in the title, but you know, Fred and Berber get along. They drink a lot. They cuddle a lot while sleeping. And then, um, but it's for economical reasons because it's it's cheap. It's for the economics. Whoa. Hang down here. It's for the economics, you know, for the economics. Two beds equals double what we're paying right now. So we have one bed and one pillow. And then uh, they met Fred's sister after Fred saw Ber- uh, Berber's uh, uh, penis. And then uh, at the lake, I remember it was kind of ah! awkward. And uh, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty, pretty uh, handsy. Yeah, he he was pretty abusive verbally at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> I haven't even taken off my panties yet. <laughs> And then we met Fred's sister, and we found out all of Fred's family, except for her, burnt down in a fire. Oh, that's almost sad. And then, that's the end of Friends, if I remember correctly. Well, no, they had they had an angry smooch at the end, where Fred turns into Max, and then Max kisses Berber, and then that's the cliffhanger of Friends. Jump forward a few years, and we're at somewhere in between. And then they talk about how they've changed, which we didn't see, but we talked about how they changed, and then they go back to to Berber's place, and they cuddle once again, and then they become uh, roommates, right? And then at the beginning of Lovers uh, is when uh, we found out there is gay shit included because, you know, uh, they started to date a little bit. Like, Fred finally professed his love for Berber, and we saw that, you know, there is gay shit included. I remember the thing that I liked the most about the story. The most exciting dynamic was the dual personality. Remember, wait, didn't uh, didn't he get to have two? He got to date them both. He got to, yeah, he's the love triangle. He two boyfriends. Yeah, he got two whole different boyfriends. Right. Okay. That's that's just great for Berber. Yeah. Even though I think we're gonna find that having two boyfriends is twice the trouble. Ooh. But is it twice oh, the fun? I know it. <laughs> story of my life. What? I know, right? I mean, when you're secretly dating Connor and proper gent, it's just the <laughs> hardest. <laughs> I'm dating, wait, I'm dating myself? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that the love triangle? You and you and you and Connor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my split personality is improper gent, so I don't yeah. know why you oh, proper just, gent. So I'm, improper, I'm proper gent right now. I'm the Berber right here. <laughs> the Berber? <laughs> Uh, so you guys excited? You guys ready to to jump on into this, dude? I am ready to go. Eh, I'm indifferent. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Thomas? <laughs> I am more than ready. Well, let's get started. Uh, we are at part four or five in our gay tale series, and we're starting with a. Oh, this is the work in lovers. It's called Kiss. 
Berber sits in a chair and tries to find some new tunes on his harf. He's going to have a concert soon, and he would like to have something new to show with his band. He tugs the strings. Funny. Not so long ago, we was poor as mice, living day by day from street tricks and sleeping on the floor with redhead or redheads. You never know which one. Mage more depressed than the dwarven mines underground. Now he not only have a band, he can also afford to rent a small flat not so far away from the tavern he works. He still is living with a mage, a little less depressed but way more handsome this time. The musician signs and closed his eyes. They are together for some time now. Fred changed a lot, more at ease with himself more touchy Berber's not complaining he likes affection and cuddling but he was the clinging one at nights before not Fred something moved behind him hey BB I love you uh huh there it is another change of his friend he pushed another one tune you know I love you right redhead said yes Fred I know Comprising a new, composing a new song won't be an easy task now. <laughs> I love you. Have I have I told you this before? Dwarf sighs deeply and turns around in his chair to face the love of his life. And love is in quotes here. I think Berber might be in a little, mm. a little funk here. You told me this exactly sixty-seven times now, sweetheart. Sixty-seven. Yeah, but your record is 82, to be precise. (laughs) Dwarf chuckles, remembering Fur's days they spend together after their second meeting. Even with his friendship and maybe more deeply feeling toward the guy, he was pain in the ass, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally. So, So not only is he extremely clingy, but they're not even fucking. They're not even fucking yet. Well, I'm assuming that he's the top. I mean, maybe we'll find. Is he out. a top? Or they just not fucking. I they're just no, not because it's not pain. It's not pain in his ass. I don't well, know. They're just. Can not you really? At this point. Hang on. There's no way I would say I love you to some to you know my relationship partner and still be a virgin with them. You know that makes well, no sense. That's well. There, hey, I don't think either of them are. Obviously, you've virgin. never been in high school. <laughs> they're like forty. <laughs> but so, um, no, they are not fucking at this point. Um. They, they they just I don't think I think this is their first kiss too. They kiss. Well, I mean, like first casual kiss. Mm. I'm not sure. Cat, this like, is... like, uh, what? I don't, I think you're assuming things here. We've seen okay, maybe kisses I am. now, but I do know they're not fucking for sure. All right, not literally. <laughs> so I need to beat that score, didn't I? Black eyes smiles brightly, and in this moment, Berber know he won't be able to compose anything tonight. After, oh, no. <laughs> after a few minutes of Fred's <laughs> confessions, Berber stands up and comes closer to the man. Fred was so consumed in counting, he didn't even realize when Dwarf suddenly materialized beside him. Beard, beardy man grabbed taller man by the cloak and brings his face closer, kissing him. Berber never kissed Fred before. Every physical Wait, contact between them was incited oh. by Fred himself, or Max. When they parted... Oh, so he's never wanted... He's never initiated the kiss before? It's the first time. This is wild. When they parted, Dwarf smiles at his human maliciously and whispers in his ear. You can have more later, honey. But I really need to finish this song. Be good. And maybe I will think of sweet reward for you. 
He winks at Mage, sits in a chair, and again begins to play, leaving the other man all blushing red and embarrassed. Fred was so stunned by the action, he almost missed the bed he wanted to sit on, damn dwarf and his damn lips. That's the end of The Kiss. I thought it was interesting there how they shied away from Fred's name the whole time. They used yeah. Mage and Redhead and then at one point Black Eyes. <laughs> Where does the nickname Black Eyes come from? <laughs> I think they mentioned in the first in Friends. Yeah, they do. Black yeah, Eyes. they mentioned in Friends. I don't think they ended yeah. up at something it's in between. First time I have seen I've seen Black Eyes in a while, and I, okay, I was hoping that wasn't just something, you know, indicative of the relationship there. <laughs> He's always got them black eyes. Uh, into my soul. So I would like to know how much time has happened since our last thing. It seems like a little while. Like he's rich now. Yeah. Or he's rather like he's making money. Berber's a little disinterested. So it's obviously been a while. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, he said 82. So there has been enough time for uh, Fred to say, I love you 82 times, which, you know, I feel like you don't do that the first day you start dating or even the first week or even the first month. So we know that whenever Fred came back at the end of something in between, they lived together for like a year or two. And Fred was like like being. Three years. Yeah. Crazy. And that was after spending like four or five years as like weird dumpster buddies <laughs> at that motel. Weird alcoholic, crippling addiction helper buddies. And so they've known each other a long time. And so I wonder if this is like, has there been a year of them just like, of Berber not initiating kisses <laughs> while they've been dating? Would that really Berber's surprise like, you? Not really. Berber's like the we live in a society joker, man. He's like... <laughs> Chasing cars, you know, and there's nobody to do what he gets, you know. Oh my god, you're absolutely right. Now that he's won, he's like, I'm disinterested, like, because he's about to hunt. Yeah. Well, he's okay, about- I feel like this Berber is different than I remember a Berber from being. Like, I remember Berber being the was a perverted dumbass, yeah, like a straight up perverted dumbass. But you know, let's let's kind of see. Do you guys think this is a good start for, for, for gay tales here? Do you think this is like staying strong? I wouldn't say saying strong, but I'm very interested to see the character it's dynamic unfold. Okay. Anything is better than something somewhere in between. That's all I'm saying, or something in between. Whatever. <laughs> that was the worst one of the saga, and I I don't care what happens in this one. That's still the worst. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next work in this series. It's called You. This is a multi-chapter work. This is chapter one, first. When they were still just a friends, collecting money for Yegar, they also slept together, mostly because they were poor, and let's say it, sleeping together gave them a vivid feeling of safety. <laughs> a vivid feeling They're of in a safety. relationship. You don't have to justify why you're sleeping together. Like, why, why was, are they... Ch- what are you talking about <laughs> when they were still just friends? Yeah, that makes sense why it's still just friends, but they're lovers now. You don't yeah, need to justify uh, sleeping together. <laughs> and it was warmer this way. Berber quite quickly began to undress fully to their sleep, to Fred's frustration. Always when Dwarf started to put down his pants, (laughs) the mage used to yell at him, throw things at him, or just looks away. But after a few months, Berber gave up and started to ignore frustrated and embarrassed friend and just went to sleep, butt to butt. At night... (laughs) (laughs) At nights, of course, he used to turn around and hug his friend with his legs everywhere. He was the cleggy guy, after all. After this, and this caused Fred to be more and more frustrated at the mornings. 
So that's that's just a nice little short chapter. Why is he just put it in? <laughs> well, because Fred's got pants on. No, but Fred's the one getting frustrated. Yeah, but he's getting flushed. But he doesn't want to go all the way. I guess. Why? Gonna, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Fred apparently he's not comfortable. You know, he's trying to. It's like this is some gay shit. I don't know if you know. <laughs> He's, the, he's, he's working on himself, you know. Chapter 2. What? Years after when they meet again, just... Okay, so I feel like he's, like, re-summarizing what happened. Because that, that was happening when they were friends, and now it's talking about years later when... You know? I don't know. Years after when they meet again just by pure accident, they decide to live together until friend will find himself somewhere to go. Which he never did. First, when Fred had some trouble with finding himself a job, he pays Berber by being his housekeeper. Then, when he eventually became a healer nearby, he somehow stayed. They felt comfortable together. A lot. These years apart changed them. Berber became less dick-joking, while Fred more gentle. Fred became an instant innocator of their sleeping combinations. He was oaky, with Berber hugging him in his sleep. Also, he himself sometimes hugs the dwarf. Soon, Fred discovered another change in his behavior. The frustration he felt before to the sights of naked dwarf. Let's say sometimes going to sleep was hard for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, from time to time, he pretended to sleep already, when the bearded man came back from his night out with friends. Like tonight, when curtains were slitted back and the lights from the street below and full moon at night brightened the inside of the room. Fred was lying in theirs bed, he heard the crack of the closed door, and soon after, his friend came inside bedroom. The mage was looking at him from half-lidded eyes. The musician smiled to himself and chuckled a little, remembering something funny. He ran his hands through his hair and scratched the back of his head. Still smiling with closed, o- closed eyes, he's handsome, standing like that in the na- night lights. Wait, what are you thinking, Fred? Berber came closer to the bed and started to undress. He took off his boots one by one, then the leather vest, unbuttoning it slowly. He put it down on a chair and reached for his blue ribbon. His hands gently undid the clasp. Next, the button on collar became open, revealing his neck and collarbone. He massaged his neck for a while and sighed happily. While he'd undid the clamps on his sleeves... God, this is some long description. While he he undid the clamps on his sleeves, he grabbed the down of his shirt. His arms crossed, he slowly pulled up his shirt through his head. His hair got a little messed up by the prokes. Strange, but Fred could swear that Berber's arm and chest became more dense, more ripped than before. Well, (laughs) he never looked at the dwarf so classy before, and when they were both still young. Berber just recently ends his youth dwarven's growing, like he's not grown enough already. He's surpassing young comparing to a mage. Maybe he was always so nice looking under his clothes, but Fred was never interested. Not like he is interested now. Just, damn, Berber really looked good. The dwarf was now reaching for his trousers. He undid his belt and started to pull it out. When he did, belt also landed on the chair. Next, the zipper and buttons in his trousers. For a while, dwarf was messing with them, and then he let them hanging out. Fred could see the younger man's hair running down from his belly, reaching the edge of his pants. Fuck, 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 fuck. When it starts to be so hot in here, Utilisun stuck <laughs> his trousers down fully, his hairy legs finally free. He also undressed his socks. Then he took the rest of his clothes and laid them down on the chair behind him. Fred gulped. Only his body were left was his pants. Only on his friend's body were left only his pants, which he now slid down, revealing a nice, really nice looking ass. 
like really only begging to be grabbed. When Fred started to think of his friend in this way, he often asked himself this question a lot, Latilly. They talked a lot about lives and such, also about, well, their sexuality. Berber was pretty clear he's not looking for sex. Fred was sure he wasn't either. But now, now he starts to doubt himself. Could it be Max doing? No, that's not the problem here. Not only bare butt is causing a warm feeling inside friend. Looking at his precocious smile or his damn blue eyes full of happiness could bring such enjoyment to Mage Heart as well. The dwarf... So Berber's not looking for sex? That surprises the hell out of yeah, me. That not seems really odd. Well, maybe he's just saying that for Fred to be more comfortable, right? You know, so it, he doesn't feel pressured to give up, you know, his virginity right away. You know, maybe he's being sweet and he, you know, he's grown up and really wants to try to make this relationship work after so many relationships in his life coming to complete ruin because of his lusting. His l- hmm. The dwarf turned around, and oh boy, if he ever told that he is used to seeing the youngest man crouch after all these years, then it's a lie. Fred closed his eyes and tried not to not look too red from embarrassment. Berber comes to the bed and laid beside really hard, trying not to look suspicious mage. Fortunately, the dwarf was too tired to even look at Fred. He just wiggled himself closer to him and hugs him by the arm, his left leg on top of Fred's, while Redhead was holding his breath. Soon after, there could be heard soft sleeping of the sound of the sleeping man. This is going to be a hard friendship. Just when did Fred got his life so fucked up? I'm really confused at what point in the relationship they're at. Because if I remember distinctly, the end of chapter one, like, they pretty much said, like, hey, we're going to start dating. Like, you know, we're going to actually be a relationship. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds yeah. like this entire thing is like him finding out that he wants to start a relationship with Berber. This feels like this should have been before chapter one, or the somewhere in between, something somewhere in between. Yeah, this section. should have been in somewhere in between, because at the end of like when we started lovers, the, the the chapter we ended on last time was first week. They were dating, like, like this through and just through. means something different to them. This story is somewhere in between. Like he's like, oh, why am I so messed up? Why do I want that? This is like the. The issues he should really be contemplating with. Like, I feel like when you introduce the book Lovers, when you have a book called Somewhere in Between, this is where this should be, where he's actually conflating it and being difficult and coming to grasp with it. And what's great is that you could just add this at the end of Somewhere in Between. It would make up for the, you know, it's not like it would mess up the story structure. Yeah. What were we going to say, Thomas? I just, I don't know. I don't think... Maybe what we what we expect from them in a relationship is not what they feel. Like there's plenty of people who don't like feel sexual attraction as much, and they they're in relationships that are relatively asexual, and maybe that's what they wanted originally. Hmm. I don't know. That could be it. I just said it's like Berber was such a hound in front. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. It's it definitely is. It definitely does feel like a bit of a step back from where we were, though. Like a huge step back like, for like everything Berber. in this. Yeah frustrating story <laughs> we go one step forward two steps or two steps forward one step back yeah this doesn't so, feel like a comfortable continuation of the characters that i knew and i loved at this point so i'm pretty skeptical but you know literally anything could happen <laughs> <laughs> literally anything except for not a pain in the ass yeah no pains in the ass none of that are you sure about that well we'll find out chapter three now of course, Berber noticed Fred's strange behavior. He also noticed the way he looked at Dwarf. It's not suppressing he bought that one-up day when they were drinking. 
It's not suppressing. They decided to try something together. Why? What is suppressing? Is Berber agreeing to sexual activity with both of them? What is even more suppressing? They made it work somehow. Did you guys understand that at all? So I think maybe this is just a recap. I, I guess. So Berger, Berber did agree to sexual activity. So before it was like, ooh, I'm not sure if I want sex or not. And then he brought it up with Berber and then Berber agreed. Yeah, so it's surprising that... And they made it work. They made sexual activity work. With so it wasn't surprising that they were going to go drinking together. What is surprising is that Berber agreed to fuck. Yeah, with both of with them. With both of them. Mm-hmm. Which I think we got into last time. We talked about the love triangle thing that happened. Wait, so did they already just have sex or did they just agree that they're going to have sex? I think this is like just a recap. This is like a I I, I think a, a sort also of the sexual montage sexual ac- activity though. Ac- yeah, I could sexual include, activity like, that's out. yeah, that's that's a wide term. Okay. okay. Berber was walking around their room naked. He was fresh out of the shower, his hair still wet and messy. Fred just came back from his job and was suppressed to see his boyfriend home. He's usually in a tavern, practicing with his band at this hour. Yegor came close to the man. He grabbed him from behind, hugging him tight. The dwarf laughed. Hey, I'm still wet. You're gonna soak yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're too much for me right now. Mage said and inhaled the smell of a freshly washed man in front of him. Berber messed the red shag of his with a smile. Freddy, really? I'm already late, and I can't find my new bow tie. I really need to go now. Or you could stay with me. You can be late once in a while, can't you? Redhaired whispered, kissing gently Berber's neck. He humored... He humed something and enjoyed Fred's kissing for a while. Then he turned around, hugged him close with his arm around his neck, and kissed deeply. After all, Berber was pretty late, missing his bow with kind of messy hair, swollen lips, and visible hickeys behind his collar. The end of you. So, that's the... Any, I'm confused so much by the timing of this. I'm lost, straight up. Like, is this after, like, it seems like the first chapter was before they were dating. The second chapter was before they were dating. But this third chapter is clearly after. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, Gay tells you, you got to organize your stuff a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Maybe, like, he just had writer's block and he's decided to go back and write some. To retcon it? You know, in between stuff. I don't know. It feels odd. And I'm, it's janky. And I don't like it. I want this to be done. I definitely say you was the weird. I feel like if he if he if he could he could edit it to where some of that was and put in somewhere in between to be a lot better. Yeah, yeah th- this is like a anthology, like like compilation <laughs> of just random timings in their life. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty much a Silmarillion of the Lord of the Rings. Here. <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of events happening. Well, now we're on to the next work in the Lovers series called "For My Love." You guys ready? Mm-hmm. They've been together for some time now. Fred took a chance and became a healer, occasionally helping with issues, other issues like demons or such. And Berber was what? <laughs> Hang on, there are demons in this world and stuff. Yeah, but I yeah, occasionally killing chaos. <laughs> you know, hey, I... when did this happen? So you know, that's like... just Fred's life. He's off healing people and killing demons, but we get to see the part where he comes home and and cuddles. When did this happen? <laughs> Was this always a thing? I thought they were just drunks in a tavern. Yeah. <laughs> they're demons and shit. Yeah, and they're... why would you just drop that so casually? It's just his job. 
killing demons? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Brent took a chance. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just thought he was like a mage, so I was like, you know, like a mage, like a healer, like an apothecary, you know, like you know, like it's medieval times. When the hell did it become like straight up D and D world? <laughs> well, it's Warhammer. It's been Warhammer the whole time. It's just never showed up before. <laughs> We've just never done anything outside of like a, a cuddle sesh. <laughs> was that the very begin? When was the last time they dropped Warhammer in this? And uh, in, in the in the description. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I think that was in the description. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think it's tagged. They mentioned there was a, there was a mention in one of the last two episodes. About someone not liking someone that uses chaos magic in reference to Fred's powers. Oh. Yeah, and then there's also, like, if you go to the artist page, they, they say, they just say it is, so, but I don't know. There, but there was just no precedence for it. No. This entire, like... This could have been set in 2012. Like, it's not like... I, I thought, uh, well, I mean, I, I thought it was, like, Renaissance, you know, time, you know, thing. And, like, Dwarf obviously could just mean a short person, you know? Which is what I assumed. Like, I didn't, you know, that's crazy. Fred took a chance and became a healer, occasionally helping with other issues like demons or such, and Berber was well-known and appreciated musician, also occasionally killing chaos spawns. They just got home after Utilison's show, both drunk, a little, ex- a little and excited. Performance was great. Fred was sitting in last row, afraid that his boyfriend would get too distracted or too seemingly attached. They weren't ashamed about their relationship, but they decided to keep it private and secrete, mostly because Berber's fans often were girls loving him for his music, but also because of his looks and way of being. But also, it was just more intimate between them. So they opened... Can I just make a little... Hang on. Can I just... Yeah? You know, I feel like when, like when a male singer is actually comes out as gay, that somehow makes the girls even more ravenous, from what I've understood. Like, I've never really heard anyone say it's a turn-off because of their sexuality. Yeah, I mean, hell, the Jonas Brothers got like super out because they did what the the uh, the 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 purity rings. Mm-hmm. I think it just makes it more exclusive, right? Or like right? more unobtainable, right? When they're taken, like, because you know, any woman's dream is like, you know, like, hey, I want to get what I can't have. Yeah, I mean, that's just people so. in general, right? Yeah, and also, on also dream, if, <laughs> if this musician is not having sex with other girls, then you're like the that's girl. Your, you're you know? the girl. Yeah. But I, definitely Berber is definitely, you know, the he wants the unobtainable. He, when he has it, he doesn't want it, you know. Like what happens with Chaser. So they opened the door of their bedroom, laughing. I said it before, but it was awesome. I love the outcome of the song about old pigeon lady. The <laughs> lyrics is priceless. Fred said, closing door behind them. <laughs> yeah. Also... Have you seen this girl who threw her corset on us? She was freaking crazy about us, man. <laughs> he laughed. Fred gave him a weird look. <laughs> well, since I was kind of way... I didn't notice it. He said, his voice a bit sadder. Oh, what is it? I don't want to sound stupid, but... Oh, never mind. He said, waving <laughs> his hand. Freddy, you know that you can tell me. It is about the thing I just said, isn't it? Well, yes. 
I'm jealous, he said, with his cheeks red. That's pitiful, but I am. And don't get me wrong, I know that you would never cheat on me. Because you're just too good to do things like that, but I don't know. I thought that you knew that I consider myself your biggest fan, he said, hiding his face. It is stupid, and I know that, but I want you to know that you're special to me in any way possible, and I support your dream with all my heart, even if I'm not under the scene, he ended, embarrassed of how pitiful it sounded. Oh, Fred, don't say that. You're the one who is special to me. Without you here, I would sing and play, yes. But knowing that you're listening, that's what my, makes that's what's making my heart beat faster. Of course, playing for crowd, big crowd is also fantastic, but they come and go. And you're always by my side. That's what I treasure the most. You. He said with a grin. I'm about to cry. You're just too good. He said quietly with the biggest smile on his lips. Ah, come on. You're my muse. Actually, I wrote a sing for you. I never played it at concert, but if you want to hear that, You first have to give me a big kiss, he said, winking. Fred grabbed his hands without hesitation and pinned him to the wall as gently as he could and then kissed him tenderly a few times with one rougher kiss at the end. Sing for me, please. I want to hear your beautiful voice singing only for me. Only this time. You know that I want you to be all mine. Only mine. And Max's. Eventually. But such talent can't go to waste. Please, do it for me only this one time. He said with a smile, kissing Dwarf on the forehead. That would be my pleasure. Only one time, you say? He said, taking his instrument from the ground. I better play it the best I could. Sit comfortably, and I hope you'll enjoy it. This song is called For My Love. He said, starting to play the first notes of song. The end of For My Love. That was a, that was a nice little. I was section. about to say, like it was pretty wholesome, and it, you know, it showed there was some strength in their relationship. Yeah, there, there was a little and, character development. Yeah, and Berber comforted think, Fred, and like this is a high note for them. Yeah. Mm. I'm getting, I'm getting sort of the structure of this. Like we're getting little vignettes, right? We're getting like this is a, a one of the better ones because we actually had some real dialogue and stuff. But it's like kind of going through the relationship, and it's doing like it's not quite a time skip, but it's kind of speeding through the relationship and picking little moments to like highlight, which I think is a. A cool way of doing it, if done correctly. Because if you do it wrong, like with you, then it's just confusing. But like, yeah. see, I find this interesting because I remember through our first, you know, read through of the of Gay Tales work that we were like, "Where's the character development? Where's all the in between? 
where are those moments? And here they are. They're here. It's like he heard us, but he's like, nah, we'll just pepper them in. And we're really We'll just make it point. all the time that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like cut some so much of this out of Lovers and put it in the other books so that we can have three meaty, lengthy novellas, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of like literally kind of just rolling in the first two books, which, you know, novellas, which were fine. You know, except for somewhere in between or whatever. I, I, I don't even respect it enough to know whether or not it's something or somewhere. <laughs> uh, but the, this Lovers has a lot of potential for it. But, you know, the, it, there's too much development, like, back to back to back. It's like this should have been peppered out throughout the entire story. So eh, I'm willing to see where this goes before I judge it too much. Well, so you guys say they're on a high note in the relationship. In this particular section. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. moving on to the next work in the series, what the hell happened? <laughs> That's the title. Since they started dating, Fred became possessive over his boyfriend. Like, really possessive. Sometimes even more than Max. At first, it was endearing. Then it became tiresome. Finally, inconvenience and annoyance strikes up, and Berber couldn't take it anymore. They came back home from the night out. Berber asked Fred to accompany him for dinner with friends. Everything went smoothly at first. Just typical amount of awkwardness and embarrassment. They talked and joked around. Somewhere in between, Fred started to be a little annoyed. They could be felt icy distance and cold hatred towards Dwarf's friends. Meanwhile, Berber, shining star and centrum of all attention as always, charmed the rest of the party, mostly young girls and boys. And let's be honest, Fred hates it. So when Berber flattered another one lady and asked her for a dance, as all gentlemen should, Mage stood up and just went home, leaving the others without any word. The dwarf needed to apologize <laughs> to his friend, reassure them that everything is alright, and fix up the destroyed party. Then he ran run after his angry boyfriend to their home. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, I don't care how upset you might be in that situation. You do not just leave bolt in that situation. Well... I like it because we're seeing, you know, we saw the clingy behavior in the other two chapters or in one of the other two chapters and the last one specifically, like we see one side of the clingy behavior where he's like, oh, you know, this girl's throwing you all, throwing themselves all over you in your concerts, you know, reassure me. But like when he's not getting that enough, he turns into this. He's just, and I like just that. A, I, we're getting kind of a positive negative. I also think it's interesting that Fred's the, the clingy one, which is. Yeah, you would never expect that, but I kind of, I kind of get it. Like. Being so repressed. Berber hasn't changed that much around him, or maybe Berber's become a little bit more distant since becoming in a relationship. We don't see as much of that, but he's not pursuing him as actively anymore. And Fred got used to that. And now when he's not getting it, it's like, hey, hold on. I just had this whole like emotional awakening for you, and you're not here for me. Yeah, see, see, there's something with Fred that's like he's got this consistent sort of insecurity, you know, whereas Berber, you see this comfortability, this comfortability with who himself and what he wanted and his body. Even. Yeah, everything. And then, yeah, whereas Fred is just so uncertain and he's in, he's just not as mature, I feel like. He's not willing to sleep naked yeah. with another man. Yeah. And then when he is, he's like, oh, but what if this man leaves me for another man? Or a woman. Or a woman or anyone. He's got bad anxiety. You need to calm down, yeah. Fred. <laughs> he closed the door behind him. Fred was still sitting groupy in the corner and said with annoyance, Oh, the great charmer kindly came back home. I'm so honored. What is your problem, Fred? Asked Berber, unbuttoning his vest. I don't have a problem. I don't have any problem at all. 
And I definitely, I don't have a problem with you being all flirty to everyone. Fred crossed his arms. Being flirty? To whom? I don't know. Maybe the lady you dance with. Or this guy with mustache. Or this blonde squicking girl. Or Fred, what the <laughs> fuck? Hold on, what's a blonde squicking girl? <laughs> squicking. Squicking. <laughs> Squeaking, maybe? Squeaking, maybe? Or maybe kicking? No. What would kicking mean? Like It'd be squeaking. That's yeah. what I'm guessing. Like, she's just like, eh. What's near Q on the keyboard? Uh, swicking? Swicking. No. Uh, there's a lot of vowels, which won't work. No, I think that the U, I think it's squeaking. It's supposed to be squeaking? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else it could be. I could kind of see squeaking, you know, like, you know, a little tiny mousy girl. Like, ah. Uh, like, oh my god. You're so amazing in every way. <laughs> You're forever. so cool. Is that your boyfriend? Well, it's one of it's one of life's greatest mysteries. <laughs> Fred, what the fuck? Do you hear yourself? Yeah, pretty clear. Maybe you have a problem with hearing since you didn't deny to flirt with those people. He shoot back dwarf with hatred look. I wasn't flirting. It was just basic human friendly behavior. We were at the party. They expect, uh, expected us to behave etiquette, which is too hard for you, apparently. Oh, here's the key. Here's the, this is where the cue is supposed to go. Oh. <laughs> Inadequate. A-D-E-C-U-A-T-E. Yeah, he just, he copy-pasted the wrong thing. Well then, maybe you should stop bringing me to events like this if I am so unbehaved. We talked about this, Fred. I asked you because I wanted to spend this evening with you. And after all, you spent it with everyone but me. Because you were moon destroyer. And someone (laughs) needed to fix it. And let's guess who this someone was, huh? Berber started to lose, lose his temper. No matter how hard I try... And what I do, you're always so cold to other people. To my friends! Do you know how I feel when I need to apologize for you? What they think of me? Why, you can't just enjoy, once enjoy something nice with me! I'm gonna call my friends Mood Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> mood Destroyer. I despite them. <laughs> Why?! <laughs> Why, I try to understand, but I can't. They did nothing wrong to you. I hate them because they are like this. They are two-faced. You said they are your friends, but are they really? Then they try to be close to you because you're special. I despite the way they look at you, the way they touch you, like some kind of prize they can won. Fred stand up and started pacing around the room. I hate how you talk with them. So sweet and warm. I hate when you smile and laugh with them. How you give yourself to them. He closed the distance between them. I'm jealous of you. You are mine, and I won't share you with those pigs. You're mine and nobody else. He pinned Berber to the wall. Can I just say how, like, I mean, there's definitely still some grammatical and spelling issues and some issues with word choice, but I feel like Bert, uh, Gaytel's voice is really coming Oh, yeah. Here. Like, he's really nailing, like, tone and flow here in a way that I don't think he has. Oh, yeah, like, that before. was an intense little conversation there. Yeah. 
You expect me to be like you, don't you? Berber yelled. With you doesn't mean I will stop befriend other people, Fred. That I will stop being nice to them. Look at me! Look! I'm a dwarf, for God's sakes. Yet I am not. I'm a fucking outcast. The dwarves never acknowledged me as one of them. I should have dyed my hair red and died in battle. Because <coughs> I don't have any fucking honor. My heart... My eyes, my fucking trim beard. I'm sometimes wondering if my mother was a whore, cheating on my father with humans. I'm lucky enough, the Whoa. circus took me in. The freak child. Sure, they were lovely, but you know what I did there? Collecting horse shit for fucking 15 years. 15 years. Then living on my own from street tricks, eating shit to live to another day. Thank goods I got my looks, because otherwise I'd be fucking dead right now. I have nothing more than my job. That's the way I live. I don't have strength. I don't have knowledge. I don't have magic like you to do to defend myself. Just a fucking smile and ass-licking technique. <laughs> And when I finally, finally got something on my own, some real friends, my band, some respected peace of mind, you came in and tried to destroy it. For fuck's sake, Fred. I need my space. I need to be myself. I'm tired of your moods whenever I talk to my fans or when I'm home late. Do you really think to me, of me this way that I would cheat on you? Do you really think of me so low? So we finally figured out why Berber was in the circus. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. Berber's dude. not, man. He's been dealing with this clingy bullshit for so long. At least, like, we that I've seen, I mean, keeps it interesting with the character dynamic there. That was a huge 180. So... But intense, and you know what? I was I was fully involved. I was, that was really enjoying. Yeah, that. I just love the imagery of him being like he couldn't move up at the circus for fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years. <laughs> so he had to keep self shuffling or shit. Oh my god, that was. But whew. it makes sense, dude. He's. I'm like, dang, that's all he had. Is good job, gay tales. That, like, that was that's, good. That's hella cool. Hella good job. Yeah. Good intense character moment. The grab on him loosened a bit, and Berber took a chance and striked the higher man in the face. Ooh, some domestic abuse. Mage took a step back and touched Red Burning Cheap. He looked up. His face changed to a sp- puzzled expression. He looked suppressed. Was his name, name Black Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> it was foreshadowing. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Ouch. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Max. That wasn't for you. Gods, I'm so freaking (laughs) mad. Ouch, what the hell were you two fighting about? Why were you yelling? Dwarf groaned and covered his face. I have to be so hard with you two. Ah! He starts to pace around the room while Max was watching him and massaging his face, trying to understand. Dwarf groaned Ah, groaned again. Just... Give me a moment, Max. I need to calm myself. Sure. Whatever you need, baby. So, just stop it. He looked at Redhead angrily. No pet names today. 
So would you kindly explain what the fuck happened here? Mage started to be more annoyed with every passing minute. He woke up with hurting face, mad as hell, not knowing why, and what happened. He got the weird feeling of deja vu. Berber inhaled deeply to calm himself a little, with no luck. Why do I need to explain the same things twice? I but must be crazy to even trying to be with you two. Uh. Oh. So first Fred was the bad one, and now I am too? Great! That is scaled quickly. Don't you even start. Start what? You're the one yelling without any reason. But you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you should stop being with me. It's just convenient for you to date the two of us, since we share the same body, right? Let's face it. You're here for Fred, not me. He came dangerously close to the man. <laughs> Great. That would resolve so many problems for me. Berber laughed sarcastically. Go find someone else if you want. You're just like Fred. Run away from your problems, cowards. What did you just say? He grabbed Bart aggressively by the arm, so hard he swirled him around. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're even worse. Berber whispered, at what Max swing his clenched fist at Dwarf Face, but stopped halfway. This is straight up abusive. I do not... Yeah, this is like a straight up, like, someone called 911 <laughs> on, on, on Berber and Max here. Well, I mean, I guess they kill monsters all the time, so I, I maybe that just creates a more abusive society. when you have, Pro- like- I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone's probably, like, pretty tough into getting hit all the time, so, like, you know, they're, like, more likely to be, like... Not care. There's going to be makeup sex. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> That's it. Come on. Punch me. Destroy my pretty face. Maybe this way you two will stop being so possessive since I won't be able to charm anybody. He looked mage straight to the eyes, full of hatred. They stayed like this, wrestling with their looks. Then the dwarf laughed. You can't, can you? I'm the only one you won't hurt. How pathetic. He somehow maneuvered himself free from Max's clenched hands. He fixed his shirt. I'm gonna sleep at Daisy's. Talk with Fred. Write down everything happened here. I won't be repeating myself twice. You two know where to find me. He grabbed his harp, vest, purse, and some money and went. The door slammed behind him. Max looked after him for a while, then yelled and started to throw everything about. When bedroom was one big mess, he would destroy things and papers lying around. He finally calmed a little. He took one of the papers and started to write down his messed up thoughts. What the hell Berber was talking about when he switched with Fred? Why were they fighting? Who was the bad one here and who was not? Why he got inside this mess when he tried to remain calm? Does Berber really think he is a coward? Are they still together or not? What? What the hell happened? Fred had a lot of explaining to do. So can Max and Fred like talk to each other? How does that? I guess write notes. Yeah, so there's like a journal, and they write them between each other. Being Max sounds like a confusing existence because you you probably only are in control. I don't know. It sounds like not more than maybe an hour a day. It seems like, and some seems like some days he's not even there. So he just shows up at random and opportune times with no memory of anything. (laughs) And it seems to be like whenever Fred doesn't want to be there. That's just like living life as the memento, dude. Like, sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, so what'd you guys think of that? That was pretty intense. 
It was extremely intense. Good writing. Uh, not, a, I'm not excited about yeah, the... The quality yeah. came up a lot like during this session. I definitely say that particular part, probably the best writing of the entire series so far. E- easily. Like, just, I don't know what it is about it, but maybe he just, like, really got into a frenzy on that one. Because, like, the it is really intense, but, like, it's done quite well. Like, it, and the reason it's so intense is because yeah. of how well it's done. Like, it's not, like, that cheesy or anything. I mean, of course, some of yeah. Berber's things are a little over the top. And same with Fred and yeah. all that. It's a bit over the top, but that kind of, I think, helps it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, relationships can be like that, too. Like, I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like it's over the top, but, you know, real people argue in a lot of other over the top ways and they do escalate to violence like that. And it seemed, it seemed kind of scarily realistic yeah. at points. I think, you know, the, the intrusion of Max into it kind of, it took me out of it a little bit just cause I still don't fully understand the dynamic there. Yeah. The Max Fred dichotomy is very confusing, but it, but it did make us ask more questions and think about that relationship. They have a little bit more between yeah. Fred and Max. So totally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is the last story we're going to do for this particular episode. We are going to be releasing another Gay Tales episode next week, but let's get some ratings for the Lover series so far, for this little chunk, and how, how the series is coming along as of right now. Well, we'll go with, uh, uh, let's do Proper Gent first this time. I think that there's a lot of potential for this. Again, I'll have to see. But, man, so this last one is definitely probably going to raise up my score a little bit more than it probably should. And I'm willing to acknowledge that. But, God, was this, like, what they needed to, like, hit some more life back into the story. Because at this point, I was becoming disinterested. I was just like, whatever, you know. We needed you were frustrated. actual conflict. I was frustrated, but I also wanted conflict because it felt like this entire story just was going on without any type of conflict whatsoever. Like it was just going to be them kissing and, and cuddling in the corner right. for like, oh, 22,000 words. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that they, you know, actually have some conflicts going on in this helps, like, drive this narrative forward. And I'm very curious. I really don't want this to be resolved right away. I want this to be an overarching thing. I feel like right now, since I haven't read ahead... Uh, if they immediately resolve this issue, like, next chapter, I'm going to be really disappointed. Because this needs to be something that, like, adds on to, you know? It shouldn't just be wrapped up in a bow tie. With that being said, I give it a 2.5 out of 5 so far. Okay, that's pretty high for you. Um, uh, Connor. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta agree with you. It'd be a waste if this uh, didn't become something else. Uh, yeah, this could, could be a huge, really strong moment. I like the writing. I mean, the writing style has been the most effective as far as emotions and tonality. I mean, there's actual tension, you know, I've seen here. And now I'm familiar enough with the characters. Like, uh, it's exciting tension. I think this was pretty good. I was really worried in the first couple excerpts there that we were he was lost and it was over and the magic was gone. But I'm pleasantly surprised to see that Gay Tales is still here. 3.5. Okay. Uh, Thomas. I'm a provisional 3.5, just because it could go so many ways that make me reevaluate the content of this section. Um, you know, it's kind of, I feel too early to rate the rest of this because we're in this sort of, you know, at the, the point where we were in Lovers when we stopped last time was a very kind of natural ending point. Whereas this, I feel like we're kind of right in the middle of something really intense. Um, but given that the last thing we did read was some of the best writing we've heard you know, all throughout our time reading gay tales. I'm going to give a 3.5 for somewhere in that range, but probably 3.5 to stay yeah, safe. I, I completely agree. I, I would say that 
for just the last part alone, just that last part, it's hard to rate it alone because it requires the buildup of the characters over everything. But I, I, in context, I'd say that last part was like a four out of five. Um, the other parts... Yeah, I think the last part on so is... The other parts of what we read today, I when you bring it down, I'd say it has to bring it down to probably a three and a half to a three, just because you was... incomprehensible in my opinion it it was so it broke the timeline and then the the other ones were just you know basic you know lovey-dovey stuff which i mean you know it's on its place but there's tons of that throughout the series and and maybe more is not the thing to go for but i'd say as for the entire series so far i gotta give it i give it a three uh, out of five so far i think this is i think this got a good place to go and honestly uh this is gonna be you gotta stick around for next week's uh, when we go into the next chapter, which uh, I'm just going to give a little hint here, its title is Nightmares. So Ooh. let's see if, they, if this can flesh out. A real dark turn. Yeah. Gaytel's uh, had a, had quite the mood. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, you guys got any quick plugs? Um, I got hair plugs. Those are sensitive and cool. Yeah, but I got them, uh, I got them in my face now. So I'm going to have like, that werewolf hair, you know, like that the skin disorder where you like grow hair all over like your face, that. but I wanted that. So I got hair plugs in my face. Must be hard to sleep. So those are my plugs. I've got some butt plugs, but I don't think we have enough time for that. Yeah, they're, they're quite big. Going through your collection. I mean, you've, you've taken me on a tour one or two times of your collection and that's a, that's a day. <laughs> It's it's a yeah, full. It's honestly it's a that, full day. It's a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the plug cat. Honestly, should be a whole virtual reality tour thing. I mean, we uh, have been also Facebook about that. Another plug: you can find us on Patreon. Yeah, Barry Gems on Patreon. Uh, that should be set up by now. It should definitely be set. Is that up. now in the time time frame so of that being set up, or of, of it a, should be of like ideally us if you did this being released in seventeen years. Uh, <laughs> in the 17 years, <laughs> probably not too soon after recording. Uh, I think what we're going to have, I'm not sure about this yet, but we're going to have it to where one or two dollars, you'll get to join our Discord and chat with us. And then um, for the price of a plane ticket, I will come to your house and bury some gems in your backyard. <laughs> and the gems. Please pay for the gems, too. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay for the gems as well. I will not, unless you want Target gems. Are they paying round trip or are they paying one way? Round trip, but I'll pay for dinner. <laughs> 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 that's a very fancy octopus move for you you know i'll take you out for some sushi Ooh. but yeah oh my. so anyway yeah uh, that was a good episode see eat all. some fancy octopus with the fancy octopus you know i'll be oh that's a great idea oh. try to sell you barbecue you know that's messed up <laughs> <laughs> that like always disturbed barbecue me restaurant. as a kid yeah, they always have pigs as mascots yeah that disturbed the have... hell out of me as a kid especially because i i'm I saw, I the uh <laughs> The pig scene and spirited away, and that scarred me. And then so every time <laughs> oh, after that, God. when I saw a pig trying to sell me barbecue, that's all I could think of. <laughs> it's capitalism. And off. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrigedinpodcast at gmail.com. 